There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I don't know who I am, baby, baby, baby. Do you know who you are? Yeah, I'm Robin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I do know who I am. My name is Michelle, and I am ashamed to admit that I binged uh, almost all of Daisy Jones and the Six. Which... Oh, is that a song from Daisy Jones and the Six? Yeah. You see, I didn't see Daisy Jones on the Five, so I'm worried about watching that. I I, I feel like I'll be behind. That is the dad joke to end yep. all dad jokes. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are returning, are you welcome aware of the back. madness of King George thing, the movie thing? What the film? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Because so it was called the madness of George the Third. Third. And a lot of Americans, sorry, American listeners, expressed that they didn't want to go and see it because they didn't see the madness of of King George one and two. Stop it! That is not true because the film was and it, in America. They had to change the name for that reason. Oh, okay. It's true. Uh, I have a similar anecdote. All right, that is hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. I don't believe you, but it. But that is funny. Not not to dig on Americans. It um, just it didn't pass the the um, you know, the test. Welcome back. If it's been a while, my name is Michelle. I don't need reminding, as I said in our coverage of maths, that I'm very freshly bereaved. But uh, you might need reminding that that's why we took a hiatus. Um, but we're back now and yeah. we're getting into the swing of things. We are coming towards the end of Maths Australia season 10. If you're not watching it, um, come to our Facebook group and get some advice on that. Uh, Blighty Day Bays on Facebook, B-A-E-S. My co-host, 
as always. Well, not as always. Yeah, as always. Yeah, for this. For this, yeah, yeah is my husband, Robin. <laughs> my co-host is always a funny phrase, isn't it? It's um, it's like when people go, my singer, you know? Is that the role that you play? In, in your mind, are you... Oh, I'm Are you the, the singer? I'm, I'm the host and you're the co-host. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Are we Michelle and Robin or Robin and Michelle? I think Robin and Michelle sounds better. But they're both two-syllable names. So usually, like sometimes people think you do it alphabetically, but you don't, right? You do the shorter name and then the longer one, like Abbott and Costello, right? What about... Buckingham Knicks. Well, that's just Lindsay Buckingham being a fucking monomaniac, isn't it? But then Nick's Buckingham wouldn't work. I mean, it sounds like one name. Who says Nick Buckingham? No one knows what we're talking about. Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks had their own band before Fleetwood Mac. Yes. You well, played me some the other day and it was dog shit. It was basically, it wasn't dog shit. You're speaking out of turn. Um, <laughs> Meredith Constant from um, Constant Reality Check podcast is very knowledgeable in this particular topic. She is a Lindsay Buckingham mega fan. Mm. I think it's super fan. I think it's safe to say. Fine. It wasn't dog shit. I take it back. So people do know what you're talking about. But it was very much about listen to what a great guitar player I am. And turns out he's better than I thought he was. He's very good. Very good. Um, Anyway, the hottest, latest news from the music scene. (laughs) (laughs) All the current affairs. No, uh, it just makes me sad because Christine McVie passed away the same weak as my dad Mm. i had a guitar lesson today and my guitar tutor teacher um is considerably younger than me and just constantly goes so yeah you know um such and such and i'm like nope if it was after 2002 i have no fucking idea what you're talking about i'm the same i did play him a whole bunch of megan the stallion though Um, you did yeah which he wasn't that familiar with he liked it Oh, we love Megan. We got to talking about nineties R and B. You'd have you 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 should hang. <laughs> no, I want you to keep. That's like your therapy. I think you need to keep that part of your life private. Like that needs to be the place where you go to complain about me. Yeah, we did five minutes of guitar stuff and like fifty five minutes of of talking bullshit. I have to say, about halfway through though, I was like, um, could we um sort of paying for this? Um, it's like if you went to get your hair cut and instead of talking relentlessly while cutting your hair, they just talked relentlessly and your hair wasn't actually getting any shorter. Yeah, our listeners might know the feeling because they might at this point wonder why we're here and why we're talking all this rubbish. People come for this. They do? No. Let us know <laughs> if you're you're more interested in the uh, back and forth of the minutia than you are in the recap. Um, today we are recapping 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. Um, insiders know it as TOW, mm-hmm. T-O-W. Um, season 4, episode... <sighs> 7? 7, uh, drop by drop, the river rises. Yes. Say that quickly. 
Drop by drop, the river rises. It's the river rises. It's quite hard. Maybe for you. Mm. Maybe you didn't learn um, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. I learned red lorry, yellow lorry. I don't know why yours is a leather version. What? Yeah. Honestly, I am learning new things every day. We're decent truck driving folk here in in Britain. Where you come from, it's all kinky leather sex parties. Well, the gentleman who uh, attends to my persistent back, neck, and shoulder pain... Mahmoud. His name is not Mahmoud, it's Tomaj. I know, that was um, a reference to... Oh, to Joan and Jericho. Joan and Jericho, yeah. yeah. Um, although, no, we are calling your new bat guy, Florian. Yeah, we are. he sounds exactly like Florian. You, you just have this strawberry on your back. <laughs> Um, his brother teaches English in his native country Mm -hmm. and in that country, which I won't give away because I just, you know, I think he's protecting the anonymity of the entire country. country. (laughs) They teach, they teach English, uh, they teach American English. Uh So he came here to visit for the first time and he was like, what what is this weird accent? Yeah, what's the fucking pavement? Legit. No, legit. No, seriously. I mm. wasn't aware. Mm. I remember when my sister was teaching English in Spain, she was teaching British English. Oh. So it was the other way around. She was like, What is what does it mean to mend a lorry? That's the show with baby Yoda, right? I was hoping you'd go for that, and you did. Um, anyway, yeah. So we haven't we haven't touched on this season in a long time. Um, I really like it. I think it's one of the better yeah. seasons of all the franchises of this show. I think. Yep. There's there's no fat on it uh, uh, apart from one thing, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. We will. So. Um, any announcements? Everyone loves announcements. Yes, uh, the Patreon is remaining on pause for the time being. Um, we are easing back into it. Uh, we will be covering, uh, see, ooh, excuse me. We will be covering Seeking Brother Husband, <laughs> which premieres on Sunday, so we're very oh, excited about that. that. I've got to do some so, for that then. Yeah, well, that and that will replace Married at First Sight Australia right. as our uh, second show. And um, look, if you really want us to do Love is Blind, we might do a lighter coverage of that. We can't do episode by episode. We might do... I, I don't want to make any promises because I really didn't like it last time. <laughs> <laughs> it really upset me and yeah and i'm kind of sensitive so i might yeah. you know we might do a mid you know once every three episodes or something to you know tell us right we're not here for all your needs we're just here for some of them we're here for some of them yeah um speaking of which i've done a little poll on facebook to see if any of uh the vanderpump heads uh want to hear punks they should be called no nah you don't really get it 
because you weren't there. And that's okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. I think what I am going to do is talk to myself about it. Wow. Um, In other words, uh, yeah. Or I might talk to... Look, I don't know. My feeling is I don't want to make any... I don't want to issue my summary judgment until after the reunion airs, because I think that's when my analysis will be most beneficial. But if you're interested in knowing what I think, just DM me. I really don't mind talking about it. I love talking about this stuff. There you go. So my DMs are open if you want to talk about Vanderpump um, and all of those things. Uh, Team Ariana, obviously, um, that is, that's all I have to say on the matter right now. So let's get started. Let's get into these couples yeah yeah let's start with gabe and isabel and the big guy and what's his name the person of no consequence (laughs) whose opinion matters not one iota with your opinion that is of no consequence at all yeah Exactly. Yeah. That is who... We'll call him Tom. Tom York. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, Tom York's opinion is of great consequence. Ah. Um, look, I don't like this guy. I don't like this quote-unquote friend. Um, I think the only thing <laughs> that is demonstrated here is that Gabe is not really ready for this. I look, I know that the big issue is about telling Isabel's parents that Gabe is trans. I, I just want to say very quickly, I don't feel that yeah. it's my place, nor is it Robin's place to talk about trans people's bodies. When is the right time to tell people anything like anything that? Like you do that. you, bro. Everybody's free. Everybody's free. Everybody's to free good. to feel good. Have I told my Rosala story on this podcast? No, but uh, not relevant to this audience, I would wager. Okay? Okay. Um, So, we'll park it for now. Okay. In the interest of expediency. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, look, that's not... I I don't have an opinion on that because I've never been in that position. Looking at it from the outside, if you pressed me, I would say I'm not sure what the hurry is. It all feels very fast given... um, you know, how religious these these parents are or how religious they purport to be. And looking at it from the outside, I will just say that there is a small part of me that is hoping for one of those beautiful moments where parents do something you don't expect them to do. Yeah, I... I, I love it when that happens. I loved it when Chris's mum was really accepting of her having a relationship with a woman. I loved it when Armando's mum and then her, uh, his his dad, uh, you know, came round to, to Kenny and stuff. I love those stories. So maybe I'll be one of them. Here's hoping. Um, my big concern for these two are that he doesn't realize what he's getting himself into because he is so singularly focused tunnel vision Mm -hmm. on this one issue in their relationship, which I agree is a big, you know, hurdle as it were to, to get through, to get past. But that, 
cannot define their relationship. And, and as we've seen, there might be some jealousy issues. I mean, I was firmly on her side in that conversation. I think she put, um, whatever, what's his name in the right place. Uh, Just but, to clarify and break down what that was, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't saying you can't have friends, right? Like this is presented in oh, look at the crazy Latin woman kind of right trope. Cause, yeah, because yeah, we've seen that before, and we've seen that on this show, right? It was kind of trying to be that, but what she was actually saying is, I really hate it when you speak English with people and I get cut out of the conversation and I know what this guy is actually talking about. I get a feel for it. But but the, all of that is massively valid. And he didn't address that. He, he just kept saying, there's no problem. Hey, it's all good, guy. And nah, it's not all good. And here's some friendly She doesn't advice. like this guy for a fucking good reason. And the reason is, he's a dickhead. Yeah, he's a dickhead, and um, he his opinion is of no consequence. It has no bearing on their relationship. And, and that's the end of that. I, I worry more about Gabe's business. I worry more about whether he's really prepared to be a step-parent to a teenager and a pre-teenager, Miguel Angel. Um, yeah, I... Speak, speak Spanish to me. Under- <laughs> I'll try, but it's all going to be swear words. And you got annoyed with me the last time I Did was I? speaking Spanish to you. Really? Yeah. I've never been annoyed with you since the day I met you. That's not true at all, and what you know it. What the fuck is that picture on my television? We, we Nope, no digressions. <laughs> Let's keep going. We have got to keep this train on the tracks, oh, you right. guys, because otherwise I'm going to hear tomorrow morning, oh, I didn't get any sleep because okay, I was up editing. editing. Okay. Um, edit minds. Let's go to uh, Jamie and Chris. All right. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, Chris is indisposed. I'd say this relationship's a car crash, but it seems indiscreet. Chris is indisposed. She has taken a bed, um, much like I have in recent months, as though she were recovering from a Victorian wasting illness, (laughs) which is how we should all treat ourselves when we you know, have a huge trauma in our lives. So it's a a shame, isn't it? That there's not more tuberculosis in the world. That was a really good Robin. Don't be horrible. The old pleurisy was a good. (laughs) People are still dying from, you can say that when people stop dying from tuberculosis. Okay. And while we're on the subject, come at us, if you've died from tuberculosis, (laughs) come at us. If you're a ghost, who, yeah. Don't you dare go back and take that back. People need to know. People need to know why I'm short with you all the time, and why I get impatient. I was only going to stop because I couldn't say tuberculosis. Did it then? No. Did it though? Did it. And now, it. do you know how many people died in this country of tuberculosis? Yes. And I know you Memory saw that. Man. I know you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't. We haven't talked about this, but now there's like a real life cordyceps 
fungi what? super thing what? that yeah it's in hospitals oh, now no please don't google it sorry guys i should have put a trigger warning on that now anyway. i feel quite good about the fact that the plant in the bathroom is dying fuck them all fungus Stop isn't it. plants fungus isn't plants no Alfie's, do you see what i have to put up with alfie's not gonna want to eat his veg just not mushrooms, which is fine. Mm, his mother hates mushrooms. I don't... Per- look, I'm not going to talk about my opinion on <laughs> mushrooms. No one cares. I love a good mushroom. Your mother loves a good mushroom. She sure does. Yeah. She'll put them on anything. She will. Right. Uh, so Jamie has to go on her own to talk to her two friends, and this is... I think this is the last time I was trying to speak Spanish to you is when we were watching this and I was observing. <laughs> so I love, I, I'm Shea not twins. saying there's a hierarchy, but I love Colombian Spanish. Ah. Um, it sounds incredibly beautiful to me and uh, it is music to my ears. So hearing, hearing Jamie explain <laughs> the, stolen rare motorcycle um this incredibly niche subject that i wouldn't even know how to broach uh was just in it german, was a real treat I'm in not german gonna... there would be a word <laughs> an elided word just for stolen rare vintage motorcycle. no it would be for the feeling it would be for the vengeance that you seek <laughs> yeah. when your father's rare motorcycle it is would stolen. be for the inconvenience of the travel <laughs> necessitated by your need for vengeance after someone stole your your father's vintage rare motorcycle yeah and look i don't i don't mean to be reductive um but I know that Chris isn't. Chris would not be awarded any damages from this. This is a criminal case, right? And it's just going to put some teenager in prison. So congratulations, yeah. Your this meth addicted fifteen year old who stole it so that he could buy oxycontin for his mom or whatever if only she'd have more weapons the crime may never have happened don't even joke about that um look it's a sad situation all around but given all the evidence that's been presented and that jamie laid out during that conversation even you have to wonder about the timing i think the the, the, this is the time to make a sacrifice for love the pain that Chris feels is real. I have absolutely no doubt about that. I am familiar with how trauma and past trauma is so, and even generational trauma is somatized. I am sympathetic to all of that. Mm. But this is given past behaviors. I, I do think that this is a, a method through which she gets around having to talk about her her honest feelings what i will say is unfortunately your back neck massively played up when you just arrived for what should be your preemie moon what would you call it the honeymoon phase before you get married and then you have a honeymoon oh right? you mean absolute unmitigated hell well like when our like when we had six people staying here and 
our shower stopped working. It was fine. I love <laughs> I love the smell of your family. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, given the like, and again, no fault of her. She's in pain. Come at us with your pre-wedding, <laughs> yeah, um, moon stories. With your pre-wedding craziness stories, or if you had a super chill wedding, yeah. feel free to brag about that. Yeah. Um, given that she's not been on tip-top form, right? Right. Maybe let that one go. Is all I'm saying. Yes, I. Do you know agree. what I mean? Like. A little for her cu- health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For her health, right? Because being on a plane apparently was what caused this. So, fuck it. I'm just going to get on another plane because vengeance. Yeah, like maybe, maybe don't. But also, just for Jamie, maybe let her have one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe let her have the wedding day. You know, like maybe, maybe. On the other hand, hmm. when I. You can have all the knives you want. When I listen to Jamie, then I think, why is she in such a hurry to marry this person she doesn't want to marry? <laughs> she needs to listen more to the Shade Twins. They might, like, every season of the show, and particularly Toa, actually. There is a Greek chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get the really good Greek choruses, and these two, I want more of these two. These two are wonderful. Yeah, they are. And they have her best interest They do, yeah. And look, I think this is... This is, again, it's, it's tunnel vision. It's wanting to see the fantasy that you projected onto this person and you're willing to overlook everything so that you can have a wedding. And God, I have been there. Mm-hmm. I have been there myself in my first marriage. I, I overlooked a lot of abusive behavior, coercive controlling behavior. Ask me about that. Don't yes, a... ask me about that if you want. <laughs> there there is a lot of um grubby little water buggies and limpets clinging to what is underneath the water level with Chris. Like even her surface is a bit messy, but underneath is like so incredibly super messy that I really think that she should have the awareness that she is a messy individual. She's an Amy Sedaris character come to life. Like, she is a bit of a Jerry Blank. Uh, Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't want to be mean to Chris, but I really like Jerry Blank. I I love Jerry, Strangers with Candy, if if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it by now, oh boy. Um, Who hopefully are you? It's a part of the fabric of your life. Uh, but yeah, very niche. You haven't seen Party Down next. Um, we need to watch the reboot right. of that. See ya. Um, See ya, everyone. <laughs> no, no. Can't get off that easy. All right, let's do another couple. Okay. Uh, sorry, my little window just closed. Um, I'll, I'll vamp, shall I? I'll just read. No, 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 no. Nope, you don't have no? to do that. Oh. Um, shall we talk about Jen? Yeah, oh God. Here we go. God bless it. <laughs> now, we've had, and, and unfortunately, you haven't seen as much of this show as I have. So you don't know about the rich and storied history of immigration foreign immigration uh, lawyers 
on this here program. Mm. But this, I've seen a few. This lawyer. I love these guys. I love the older guy who I thought that the younger guy was translating. Mm-hmm. And then the older guy, who looks a bit like my grandfather, it was a bit creepy. Um, he started talking in English. And I was like, oh, it's one of those situations where, like, he, he's he been speaking it all along. He just didn't want to say anything. He's just delegating conversation to the younger guy. They were brilliant. They were. Um, I, for those of you who remember... Stephen and Olga um, from, were they before the 90? Anyway, young couple, and I mean young, like 20 years old. Yeah. Um, he goes to an immigration lawyer in Russia, and he says something, words to the effect of, uh, I have some questions, and the lawyer goes, what questions? <laughs> and so that's, uh, <laughs> that guy comes up a lot in, in the ranking of people's favorite lawyers but yeah this is i like the really sleazy ambulance chasey guy um and i can't remember who it was the one on love after lockup oh maybe with the ponytail maybe i'm confusing it with Lauren. yeah you might be. i like the strip mall lawyers look the, the, up clarence well they can't can they no they no, can't his name's not clarence it's not clarence but it could have been it could have been clarence have you all seen the cartoon clarence we're doing way too many of these. I know. Okay, so look, Jen's in a pickle, right? Irrespective of everything else. Now, Robin, as <laughs> <laughs> before we get to that, mm. oh, sorry, the Frenchie bumped the mic. He's oh, moving again. He's got no mic technique. <laughs> he's about to knock the glass off. All right. He wants to get under the blanket because he's getting cold again. He's got to control his heart shaped tail. I know. And now that the pug is looking at me like, are you, are you fucking serious? All right. Look, now she's getting up. See ya. Okay. Um, the scene where Jen yeah. has to share this bad news with Rishi and he's crying. Now, Robin, <laughs> you've, you've filmed on plein air alfresco mm. in other words right and you're i don't know if you've ever had to do sound yeah um but to those of you who have never had to record sound outside yeah it is a nightmare an unmitigated yeah. nightmare to record sound in an urban setting do you want to talk a little bit about why to the to the uninitiated because sometimes it looks really simple yeah the human ear here is completely different from microphones like we we our brains have got a crazy ai thing that if there's a very slight difference in frequency we can separate them out as separate sound sources right but in a microphone can't do that so a car going by will just obliterate a voice a plane going overhead will obliterate a voice if you're in india a fucking cow walking past is really gonna mess with the sound but i thought the guy did a masterful job no it was incredible really good i wondered if they adr'd it or something um it, it was beautifully done adr again for 
those of you who don't know, and I'm I'm sorry if this sounds like I'm being patronizing, but I didn't know any of this stuff before I studied film production. But and this so is like fancy books. You, you hear a word that you don't know, or you read a word that you don't know, and you go and look it up, and you learn. And that's what they're going to do, and that's fine. They do it on. Um, they also do it on sitcoms all the time. Like they'll deliver they'll deliver a line no. a few different ways yeah. um, when you can't necessarily see the characters is talking or the back is turned or whatever. How they many, do it in everything. How many takes do you reckon they had to do of him hearing this news and receiving it, which were ruined by cows, cars, trains, planes, automobiles, pugs? I don't know, but someone has an opinion on it. See ya. I'm Somet- out of here. Sometimes she just barks and walks out of the room. Can you just talk about the couples? <laughs> like she's yeah. What are you fucking talking about? Sound engineering. Anyway, for? that um hate your podcast. That scene really Rubbish. that that scene actually endeared Rishi to me because I think those tears were genuine. I don't think I haven't thought that his feelings for her were fake. Um, I just think he's quite immature. And again, I said this on um, Docu Sweeties. I do believe that they met because Rishi uh, was escorting at that hotel. Are you repeating my theory? That was my theory. No, it wasn't. It was mine. No tea, no shade to sex workers. Sex work is work. All the rest apply. I think they did develop feelings for each other, obviously. Anyway. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jen, 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 your visa said you not had, on page two hundred forty-three. You had one job. Yeah, it's the visa equivalent of like online um, food ordering, grocery ordering. When when you order like a week's worth of like shopping, and it comes and it all expires the next day. Not really, because you're not. I ordered a, a six-month visa. <laughs> no, no, you're doing the 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Oh, am I Alana Paris. Yeah, you're not. No. You're incorrect. No, That's right. not an analogous situation. <sighs> I do have a confession to make, which is that I was on a three-month visa here, <gasps> and I left the country, <gasps> and I came back, and they almost didn't let me in, and they read me the riot act. Yeah. Now... I'm not trying to dissuade people from visiting 
the United Kingdom, but just be aware that the uh, <laughs> immigration people are terrible. Um, and I mean, they're, they're wonderful really and delightful, and, and please never fuck with me. No, they are grumpy as all hell. They are so mean. They are. I was coming back from Portugal once, and maybe this- not other airports. Heathrow. Heathrow. Okay. Yeah, it's possible that in Cardiff and Manchester and Liverpool and Edinburgh, they, right, they sure. are delightful. Okay, that's fair enough. But Heathrow, they are tough work. It's always a terrible scenario for me because I cannot fly without being drugged into a stupor. Yeah. And and it's basically case, weekend at Bernie's. Right. I was going to say in case you think I'm exaggerating, I need a wheelchair the minute I get to the airport. I need to inform the uh, cabin crew that I need to be woken up at regular intervals to ensure that I haven't wet myself. Yeah, you're basically Mr. T, but with more gold necklaces. What? B.A. Baracus and the A-Team, they had to drug him to get him on a plane. I'm getting on no plane, fool. You know, no, no. No, before my time. Anyway, that's so that's how out of my mind I am when I get on a plane. When I get off a plane, similar rules apply. So despite the fact that I have, and perhaps some of you are wondering, I have indefinite leave to remain in this country. I'm not a dual citizen. I, I'm not a British national. So I'm not, I can live here as long as I don't live outside of this country for more than like 18 months at a time or something like that. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. It's not been relevant, but you better believe that I would look at it. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I have on one occasion, I, I was coming back. Fortunately, this was to a smaller airport. I can't remember which one it wasn't Heathrow, but the, (laughs) the border (laughs) agent looked at my passport that had a black line drawn on it that another border agent had put oh, in there. God, and he yeah. said, he said, what's this? And I said, I don't know. I didn't don't, do don't you know what it is? <laughs> he was like, well, there's a black line on your passport. What's that supposed to mean? Robbie Lewis, Robert Louis Stevenson did it. It's the black spot. Mate. I mean, David Sedaris devoted an entire yeah, short it. story to the the trauma of coming in and out of the UK. So, having said that, I once wrote the entire plot to a novel at Dulles Airport in Washington um, because I was challenged as to why I had a laptop computer with me if I was just on vacation. I wasn't just on vacation. Um, I may have told this story before. I'm not going to tell it again, but. Yes, they are tough. They are tough in other places as well, but they're differently tough at Heathrow because they're miserably tough. It's different. They always tell me welcome home in America and I always cry. Mm. I cry every single time. Yeah, whereas here they tell you, go home. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Britain. Oh boy. No, but my favorite part of this... So I'm saying I have made similar mistakes... Uh, in my 20s mind, um, but 
So I can sympathize yeah, with maybe not reading the fine print. I don't know. You but don't I, f- I wouldn't rearrange my entire life. No, uh, you don't fuck with that shit. I'm the only person, like, you know the visa waiver form? Yeah. That, that, um, that <laughs> happens with some countries, um, but certainly between the UK and the US. You fill in the green form, right? Which is the visa waiver form. Uh, so you don't need a visa, but you fill Nobody it in while cares. you're on the plane. No, no, no. But so I, I'm the only person that reads every question on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I objectively think, wow, how, how? like I genuinely think, was I involved in any like <laughs> acts of genocide between the years 1939 and 1945, which is a question on the visa waiver form, or it used to be. I'm like, hmm. No, tick no. I'm so glad your mother doesn't fly for that very reason. Greatest story and shortest story of all time. I'll tell that. It is the greatest but shortest story of all time. My mother used to be... Um, cabin crew. Cabin crew. Um, back in the old days before BA was called BA, and it was B-O-A-C. And um, you can call them air stewardesses then, because, hey, it was the 60s and sexism was cool. Um and um, they always used to just get on the wrong planes. It was like, ah, oh, Debbie's got on that one. I was going to get on that one. It's fine. It's all sort of random. <laughs> Fun. And Michael came. Right. It was the swinging 60s. Everyone was slightly off their faces. And, and your mother was beautiful. She was. Be yeah, she yeah. was. Um, and um, someone got on the wrong plane. So she got on this plane and sort of, you know, you just make it work. And the plane she was meant to get on crashed and everyone died and she's never flown since she's not flown since and you know what i don't blame her but she's never been in a multi-story car park that's crashed and she won't go up one of those those fuckers either either. no so you know whatever um what i loved about this exchange is that jen told them their her entire (laughs) story of how she came to be there as though they would have even no not not giving a shit because look speaking as somebody who is often has to read legal documents or is law adjacent um all all information is good information right right um but she was talking to them like as though they would have any frame of reference for the insane plot that she the insane yarn that she was weaving yeah. about yeah i'm i'm here to get married but my fiance's family don't know about me and he hasn't given me the right time yeah. and i flew out of north arkansas airport and it took me 26 hours to get here and you know the yeah. that they, and they're like yeah go home you know they sell sim cards in vending machines <laughs> go, now go. do you still need one of those i think you should yeah, go home it was it, it was a lot there yeah. was a lot of really that. really can't help go home <laughs> And she should. Oh, bless she her. She should go home. <laughs> bless her. She should go home. I My heart breaks for her, seriously, because Visa stuff is... It's so difficult when something like that is so out of your control, and it it's a horrible thing. What I will say is, you know, Douglas, Martha, whatever your name is, producer of Toe, maybe you should have checked the Visa. <laughs> I'm just saying... 
Or maybe not. Maybe this is the universe's way of um, course correction. Yeah. You've got, so, you got five months of crew stuck out in India going, um, <laughs> I thought we were doing a six-month shoot. Um, yeah, I don't even want to think about that. Um, so, look, nothing to see here. Mahmoud and Nicole... I'll say it really quickly. Can't stand the storyline about Islamic men being intransigent and not being open-minded when it comes to the rules of Islam. Seen it too many times in the 90-day universe. Never want to see it again. Thank you. Good night. I think that's fair. Um... It's just, it's it's boring to me. It's unforgiving to me. It's mean to me. It's mean on one of the world's great major world religions. I'm so sorry that's one of their rules. You can like it, you can not like it. But what you can't do is deny its reality. And that's what is happening here. And it would be fine to have this once. But we've had this so many times now. At a certain point, it feels Islamophobic. And I don't enjoy watching it. I feel feel the same. Um, Some of you, well, probably all of you, realistically, uh, (laughs) may have heard... Um, Jake Anthony of Reality Gaze and I had a conversation about this the other day, and uh, he told me that I haven't listened to their podcast yet because I don't want to. I don't want to listen to theirs before we record ours, obviously, because I don't want to be you know too heavily influenced. But we were we were talking the other day about this, and um, something that I think that gets overlooked in every one of these. Um, storylines about about Islam in general and particularly about Muslim men and their expectations are that you have to think about the fact that someone like Mahmoud who's been raised very conservatively would have been raised to believe that Islam is the only route to true happiness, and it would be confusing to him, it would be genuinely confusing to him, that having converted his wife to Mm -hmm. Islam, that she would not find the joy, the beauty, the comforts, the ecstasy that, and and I'm not being flippant here. No, no. Um, it, It would genuinely be surprising to him that that did not make her happy and make her feel fulfilled. And and I I honestly believe that you know in a way maybe a closer touch point for some people is something is another all-in religion like orthodox Judaism, like Mormonism where your life is centered around prayer. Right. And you are your entire objective in life 
it's centered around that religion. So if you don't make religion your life, you will struggle. Yeah, and you also don't get to pick and choose. That's just not how, that's how some parts of Christianity work. Some parts of Judaism, actually. Um, some parts of Hinduism. But some parts of Islam. I guess. But you don't really get to pick and choose about these things. If you don't like it, it's unfortunate if you're born into it, right? Because then you have the whole thing of leaving the religion that you're born into and that friction with, with, your, with your family. But if you fucking converted, caveat emptor, Sorry, like, <laughs> it's one thing not to read your visa and see that it's, it's, it's only a month rather than six months. It's another thing to convert to Islam and then decide that you don't like Islam. Well, I would say it's quite another thing to convert to Islam, then decide you don't like it, then move to mm. a country and marry a conservative marry into a conservative muslim family where the expectations who has never look, said anything else to you other than this is how i feel about right it. we are not we're not saying anything new on the subject no. i would just i would just like to add that from his perspective and i can't obviously i'm not a muslim man i can't speak word for word i imagine that there is a great deal of pressure on him that he puts on himself that he hasn't been able to sway her and that he hasn't been able to convince her to live the life that he loves and cherishes and wants to share with her. Now, I will say that for the first time ever, you got a more gentle view, which I believe to be the realistic view, which is the family going, we don't push, we don't bully, we're here to help and guide. It has to happen eventually, but gentle, gentle, touchy monkey, whatever. Um, I thought that was quite nice. And at least they showed that. But I will just say, mm, this universe this franchise this i think it should probably leave islam alone for a bit i don't think it does it very well i think it needs to learn through fucking it up for 11 more years Ugh. really look the truth of the matter is whether you're meeting a, whether you've never met a trans person, whether you've never met a gay person, whether you've never met a Jewish person, whether you've never met a Muslim person, you can create what, whatever kind of enemy you want yeah. in your head. Yeah. But when you meet someone, even if it's on TV, when you meet someone and you become invested in someone and you care about their story and they're humanized, yeah. that is has an exceptional power to create empathy where there was none before and to, Absolute, and to build bridges. I couldn't agree more, and I love that. It's just that when it comes to Muslims on this show, it is always showing how inflexible and mean they are about these things. And I, I don't think many people are going to watch this show and feel a great kinship with him because of the way it's framed. But maybe they felt, but maybe they first felt that empathy for Ziad, for example. Yeah, but Ziad bent. Was Ziad Muslim? 
Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Fairly sure. Now I'm worried he wasn't. He's. I'm fairly Christian sure. and not Muslim. No, well, mm, but there was there were modesty issues which were similar. I remember the scene of the bar and her arms were out. Right, but that's a cultural thing. It could have been a cultural. Thing, okay, but- sorry if sorry Ziad if you're listening, um, and we've misattributed that to you. No I'm just saying that's count. an example yeah, of. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it's an ongoing discussion. Let us know Look, what you think. Let me go on the record as saying I have my own thoughts and feelings about whether women should cover up and whether the owner should be on a woman not to tantalize a man or whether the owner should be on the man to fucking restrain himself. These are my own thoughts and feelings. I just, I let me put it this way. Much though I have great love in my heart for Islam, and I think it, you know there are many wonderful things, I personally wouldn't convert to Islam, right? Because I personally, it's not for me. What I wouldn't do is convert to Islam and then tell everyone that they're wrong. I just don't think that's okay. I don't think she's telling anyone that they're wrong. I think she's asserting her the the rights that she thinks well the rights that she believes she should have in this marriage that maybe she's signed away and i'm not again i i want to pull you up on something robin which is yes. that the that the rules around dress and modesty are cultural and not religious true so let's not um conflate the two uh and also, you know, you are, of course, entitled to your opinion, as is everyone. Um, I guess what I'm saying is I don't, I don't want to upset people. I don't, I'm talking about my own experience and my own interaction with Muslim women with, uh, well, I've never been alone with a Muslim man, I guess, who was from a conservative yeah, yeah. Muslim family. But th- this is just my firsthand experience and knowledge. There are huge gaps there, as there are with Robin. Not that he's allowed to admit that uh, to himself or to anyone else, but there are some knowledge gaps. So um, please don't assume, you know, that we think we know everything. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I All I'm saying is I've seen this story. Look, I can talk about a TV show with some confidence. And all I'm going to say is I've seen this before. Eventually, it, it, it starts to feel like bullying. And I hear you. And, and my counterpoint to that is if we erase, if we erase these narratives... Mm then nobody learns anything no. and bridges are never built and the fear of the unknown i'm not saying this is the best represent in the same way that this isn't the best representation of a lesbian relationship no right yes it doesn't mean You're that right. we erase that from the tv narrative i should also say and i'm aware we're going long but i should also say there have been one or two different examples the the only reason i get hung up on this is that it's the same freaking thing all the time but it isn't always that way and as usual i can't remember names what's the name of the very young girl that went over some avery of, and omar right omar was, and avery he's the dentist yes right? yeah. yeah now she 
prayers for them. I think they lost family in the earthquake. Oh, dear. Yeah. She actually did convert and bought into it. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And, and, And he was, seemed to be a lovely man. Seemed to be. And that was a much more positive kind of representation. Yes. You know, all I'm saying, and please take everything in the best spirit, is just like when this when the representation is always about this one thing from this one side that's always very much this is wrong and everyone should be it eventually it feels a bit bullying but actually to be fair the franchise has very rarely but occasionally shown other perspectives and i would just like some more that's all Next. Well, we got real serious there. Yeah. Um, let's go to Debbie and Oshama. Okay. So, um, how do you feel about... <laughs> the, because I don't think we've talked about them since they appeared. Nah. I think they appeared... So, what's your general take on this relationship before we get into the specifics of the episode? Well, I'm really upset this week... Because I thought that this was beautiful. I thought this beautiful, strangely toothed, um, oddly-faced, gangly, weird poet from the countryside, through the powers of the marvellous technology that we have now, was able to meet this absolutely batshit, crazy, rather wonderful, huge, vivacious woman from the other side of the world, and kismet happened, and it was all kind of wonderful, but nah, thanks. (laughs) It's not at all. Um, And I was really disappointed. I was really hoping that... I don't know. It would be beautiful. I hear what you're saying, but it's not too late for it to be beautiful. And I know I sound naive and Pollyanna, but isn't there a dance in all of these things? Isn't there a bit of a dance that involves her going home for a period of time after they agreed that she would live in Morocco forever? No. (laughs) No, there is no dance. There is no hope. And the reason there is no dance and there is no hope is... The sudden transformation before our eyes where he just, like his body temperature dropped 40 degrees, right? And he became cold and this mean rock. And I don't think you can come back from that. She she got the ick in that moment. She did? Yeah. She got the ick. I don't know that they've had... uh, Is Morocco... Well, mm, this isn't a fair question for me to ask because I I can't... I've never been. You have. Mm. I can't base my knowledge on nickel and... Most uh, of my knowledge is about the goats that live in the trees and eat the argon nuts. That's what I mainly... And you know I want to know all about that, but I think given how long-winded we've been today, we need to stick to the the topic at hand. Um, And also, shocker, I have diarrhea because my IBS is flaring up. (laughs) So we are are a little pressed for time. Um, Look, the summary says Debbie and Oshama don't see eye to eye Mm. on their future. 
I'm not going to make the joke. What I will say is that, uh, is what I said on DocuSweeties, which is, this is like a character that John Turturro would have played in the mm. late 1980s in yeah. a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Um, or in the 90s even. Uh, he could be 52 or 25. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's the MC Hammer syndrome. What I'm missing from all of this is any physical chemistry of any kind between them. I liked her when she was like, <laughs> you can do the voice and I can't do the voice. I kind of want to do the voice. What did she say? Um, just that we're in separate rooms, but I'm okay with that. I'm I'm not here for that kind of malarkey. And it reminded me a little bit of, what was the name in 90 Defarc of the lady who lived by the seaside, the older lady? Pat. Oh, bless her. Yeah. It reminded me, like, she just wanted to play chess, didn't she? She wasn't... She did. She wanted to do her flags for Jesus. But Debbie's yeah. Debbie's more... Debbie's determined. I have faith in her. You know that that, that she is... <laughs> she is me... I am Debbie oh, yeah. in the, what is it? The blockchain universe? Yeah. In the blockchain universe, um, you, you are the same person. We are the same person yeah. at the same time. Yeah. This is, this is both Jake Anthony and I when <laughs> like 40 <laughs> years from now, wandering around in our caftans. Yeah. You're basically all of the Golden Girls condensed <laughs> into, <laughs> into one person, aren't you? <laughs> Although I think about the three of us, we've already made this made this a deal that you know it, it's inevitable that 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 will be the living arrangements in the future. Um, and but not Florida. And um, which one would I? Florida be? will be underseas by then. Fine. Which one would I be? I, I'll be. What? Who is the serious one? Um. Oh my God, you guys! I'm really sorry. We're gonna have to leave this here to ponder <laughs> follow us at bloody day <laughs> email us bloody day fiance at gmail.com my dms are open michelle snark on facebook we and have an irritable bowel elsewhere. catastrophe yes i need to get these dogs off my lap Run. i need to get to a toilet and ah. robin is gonna close this out excuse me we doing this again i've got to say goodbye to everyone they love it when this happens. I'm, I'm just being real. Do you love it when this happens? Do you hate it? You're not sure what to do now, are you? You're like, do I press the fast forward 30 seconds button, get through the adverts a few times? If I got my playlist, oh, fuck, I'm in the car. Okay, can I get to the lights? But I can't really pull out my phone at the lights, you know, because that's like using my phone while I'm driving. The law says that I have to be in park mode. So can I can I just park while I'm at the lights and quickly? I don't want to listen to this dick closing out podcast. This is awful. I mean, it's not like I pay for this, but this really isn't what I came here for. Ugh. It's just, now it's just dead air. And I'm listening to this. What am I doing with my life? Where am I going? Who am I? What 
is this? Season. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.